0: This is Harriet Kamek, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about a concept that I found in the scriptures and it's called the 10 virgins. The story surrounds Jesus himself telling 10 virgins about his coming. And I kid you not, it's quite riveting, it's quite informative, but More importantly, what does it tell us about ourselves and our readiness to receive the Savior? What does it tell us about our ability to be prepared and be ready? So I'm going to go into that in just a bit and talk to you a little bit about it, providing you with a scriptural base from which we draw on this story and to show a real-life, real-time application of how relevant that story is to how we live today. Uh, Today is the day before Valentine's Day, so I want to say Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Yes, so if you're a valentine or you're going to be someone's valentine, Happy Valentine's Day nonetheless. It's also the season in which the truckers were blockading uh, on the Ambassador Bridge just outside of Detroit, Michigan, here where we live, and that is quite the story. It's also the season when... Uh, Russia is intent on invading the Ukraine. So what does it mean geopolitically? And what does it mean for folks in Europe if something were to happen? Was Brexit right when they exited Britain, when they exited the European Union? All kinds of stuff. In our world today, we need real-time answers. And these real-time answers are found in the story of the Gospels. It's found in the stories of the Bible. God constantly is drawing our attention. If you're a leader, you can find leadership goals. You can find leadership strategies. If you're a military professional, you can find military strategies. If you're an engineer, you can find ways in which you can dig a trench, build a building. If you're a teacher like I am, I'm a teacher of the gospel. I'm a teacher of the word. If you're a teacher, you can find ways in which you can talk to people. If you're a motivational speaker like I am, you can find ways in which you can bring something out to motivate people. Whatever it is that you need, it is in the gospel. It is in the Bible. And it's time for us to ignore the fanaticism, ignore the foolishness surrounding the presentation of the pure word of God. That's my goal, is to show you just directly from the scriptures how you can find the answers that we need as a people and as a society. We're looking at all these events taking place around us and we're no different than the generations who have gone before, are we? No, a previous generation had to watch another man crawl across Europe and ignite a war. A previous generation had to watch wars and rumors of war. They went through the Korean War, they went through the Vietnam War, they went through desert storm in our generation. And so we're looking at wars and rumors of war and what it means for the production of goods and services that we have come to rely on in our modern life we have new challenges today now we have a global pandemic that has presented challenges even for us here in the united states i mean you can't buy a car anymore you can hardly find a used car what we call a used car is a car that was previously owned by someone else that's been refurbished almost as new to be bought. You can't even find that anymore. You can the housing market is crouched. You can't find a house. Demand is high, supplies low, inventories are low. It is a crucial time, but these are not new. These are struggles and these are challenges that previous generations faced that maybe they didn't handle so well. That's probably why we're not looking at history for how they're handled. But we can look to the gospel. We can look to the Bible for the answers and ask God and invite the presence of the Holy Spirit in to guide us. Amen. Amen. So, in my role, also as Harriet Cannock, the person who sits before you every week and talk to you about stories from the Bible and about concepts from the Bible. I'm also the founder of the Exodus Foundation. The Exodus Foundation provides services to women and girls who are exiting human sex trafficking and for those whose lives have been impacted by violence. If you want to know more about what we do, go to the exodusfoundation.com. You'll find on our webpage what we do and how we do what we do. We do it with your help. So if you can reach out to us and help us. Amen. Amen. So today I want to talk about the story of the 10 virgins. And I want to talk to you from the perspective of wisdom. And I want to talk to you more importantly, from the perspective of preparedness. And I'm going to dive right into the story and give you just a little bit about it, so that we can all get something from it. This is a very familiar story. In fact, it's referred, it's often referred to and referenced as the parable of the ten virgins. Uh, it's taken from this particular uh, study that I'm looking at. It's taken from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. And as usual, I'm reading from the app, the Bible app, downloaded in the. Uh, this is an iPad, so it's the Apple Store. Uh, onto my iPad. Now there are Bibles, right? I do have a Bible here. This is my Bible. So I'm not reading from the book of Harriet. I'm reading from the Bible. And it's very important for us to know that. So folks don't say that she's taking these stories and just reading them. So Matthew chapter 25 verses one to 13. And the Bible says in the new King James version of Matthew chapter 25 verse one, it begins like this. It says, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. This is Jesus giving the people. He was teaching the people, so he was giving them a story. In those days, he would give them a story that they could relate to. Yeah? And now five of them were wise in verse 2, and five were foolish. That's important. So five were wise. Ten, five foolish, five wise. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. I'm going to read that one more time. The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. This is a message for the people who are demonstrating and who are demonstrating and you are demonstrating. Make sure you have a point to your demonstration. If your demonstration is centered around the fact that you have an issue. We talked about that a few weeks ago in the story of the government is his. We looked at Isaiah chapter nine and verse six. If you have an issue with the government and you have an issue with how you think the government is distributing the goods and services of the country, then you take that to the government. You go and you pray about it and you ask God, how do I address this issue? Now the government provides for ways in which we all can express our grievances. They tell us constitutionally that if you have a problem, go down to the courthouse, go down in front of the police station and you demonstrate right there. You know what they didn't tell you to do? To go block other people from going to work, prevent other people from earning a living. That's not fair. If you have an issue, you live in a free country, you have access to life-saving vaccines, you have access to life-saving mandates that prevent you from getting sick, and you're demonstrating about that, I encourage you, I encourage you to go take a plane and go down to some other country in the world where they are dying to get the same vaccines that you are refusing and that you are demonstrating against. This is a message for you. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, but the wise took oil in their lamps. When you were going to demonstrate, did you take wisdom with you to go make sure that what you were demonstrating about? Instead, you choose to create an international incident to prevent other people from making a living. Not smart at all. Yes, I said it, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. So you were sleeping in your blockade while the rest of us had to suffer because we couldn't get our goods and services. And yet at midnight, a cry was heard. I guess the police showed up in Windsor. At midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, the foolish said to the wise. Remember the story is 10 virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. The foolish ones did not put any, bring any oils with their lamps. So when the bridegroom arrived, guess what? The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. You gotta be careful in these days and times. We live in countries in the United States and Canada where they're giving us vaccines for free that are life-saving. You gotta be careful. There are other countries in the world where that's not happening. Right now the people in Ukraine are sitting under looking like they're going back under authoritarianism and you are living for free and demonstrating about freedom. Seriously, think about that. Something for you to go in your churches this morning and think about because you're busy demonstrating. You have the choice this morning to go to church if you want to. And no one is stopping you and telling you you can't do that. And you're demonstrating? Be very careful. Go and listen to my podcast on The Government Is His. And here are the foolish who are saying to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. And the wise looked at them like, but the wise answered saying, seriously, no, if I give you less, there should not be enough for us. And you, we all heard the same message. We all were told to prepare. What did we do? Some of us choose to prepare and some did not, but rather go ye out and sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. This is a story about that. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he said, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Father, in the name of Jesus, let us be doers of the word. And hearers also let me decrease so that you might increase. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart find acceptance in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now look, we gotta be I'm coming straight to you. I'm not going to pity patty and patty kick around the issue. I'm going to tell you straight up, like the Lord told me, we gotta get prepared be prepared. We don't know what day or time the Son of Man is coming back. We don't. Do you know? No. I know people are prophets and they go to the rabbis in Israel and they excavate and they look into the ancient scriptures. Everybody is looking for a clue walking around. What does Jesus say? He said, just get ready. You don't have to know the day or time. It's just like when God gives us a promise. We as humans, we we, we like we like time and day stamp." You ever, you, you ever gone down to the, the do business with the government and they stamp it? It has the date and the time. We like a time and date stamp. We like it instantly. But God is saying here, just get ready. We live in a day and time when, look at all these things. I'm remembering when I was growing up, I used to hear my grandmother talk about how from she was born, they were talking about the end of the world was coming. And she was flipping about it because she said, they've been talking about it since I was born and look how long I've lived and it hasn't happened. And I remember thinking, well, at some point it's going to end if that's what the Bible says, right? So we need to get ready. Are you ready? No. Think about it. All of us. I watch people on TV. I watch Christian TV a lot and some are good and some really need to take a page out of this here story right here. And everybody is walking around pontificating and postulating and acting like I'm the man and I know so much. Some people even call themselves bishops and you don't have a church. Where's your church? Show me how many people in your bishop. Because according to the scriptures, a bishop is someone who is overseer over many ministers. So how many churches do you have under you and how many ministers are under you that you can call what you call yourself bishop? So much so that the title of bishop is just freely given. Like everybody just calls themselves, are you ready? I am beginning to think that we are not taking the lessons that we are learning. We went through a pandemic in 2020. We lived to see with our own eyes people dropping literally and it was not war. In our time, we probably imagined that people dying in a mass casualty event would be something catastrophic like a war. But we live to see people who we know that literally every day now, you literally can pick up your Facebook page and go to one of your social media pages and people you know are just dropping. And I'm here to challenge you. Are you ready? Are you getting ready? I'm not telling you to get ready for death. I'm telling you to get ready to meet your maker. Are you here for that? Are you listening for that? You need to be stirred up. Look at all of us. Look how we live. We're so flippant with our lives. We lead our lives as if they're disposable. We treat our spouses badly. We treat our children badly. We treat our money like it's nothing. We discard people. We ignore people. People are poor and dying and they're sick and hurting and need money and our resources. And we act like we're God and King and conquerors, And only we have the answers. Are we ready? If Jesus were to show up, you claim to be a Christian. Let me ask you this question. This is for you. If you're a Christian, You claim to be a Christian. Do you really believe in the Messiah? Do you really believe that Jesus is coming back? Then if you believe that, why are you so distasteful in how you treat people? Think about it. You all sat back and watched your ancestors enslave people over centuries. Did you rise up? Did you ever tell them it was wrong? When a few abolitionists took up the toll, you all excoriated them and threw them out of your assemblies. Here we are today talking about racism, talking about it being a historical fact, and you're talking about critical race theory and racism should not be taught in schools. But you are the same people who claim to be devout Christians. Are you reading the book? That's my question. Have you read the book? You haven't read it. If you had read it, you would read right here where Jesus said there were 10 virgins. Again, I'm going to say 10 virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. The five who were wise, they took oil into their lamps. You know what they did? They took all the wisdom. They read all the books of the Bible, took in all the wisdom and made sure they were appropriate. So when the bridegroom came and they went knocking, they were ready to go in. Their lamps were lit. Are you claiming to be a Christian? But are you the light of the world? Didn't Jesus say, let your light so shine so that men can see it? How are you calling yourself a Christian and you hate people? How are you calling yourself a Christian and you are refusing to accept what is a historical fact that your ancestors perpetrated? How are you calling yourself a Christian and you're getting a life-saving vaccine and you don't want to get it? Why don't you tell your your people, tell your politicians, okay, I don't want to take the vaccine, but send it to another country that wants it. So the rest of us have to be held hostage for your lack of wisdom. We seem to be going round and round in this pandemic, just round and round the circle, because some of us just refuse. Your wisdom does not amount to the wisdom of the people who have studied it. I am getting so tired of hearing people talk about, they have done research. And I'm like, what was your hypothesis? <laughs> Show me what research methodologies did you use? Tell me what were the variables. Tell me to me. It's telling me that you, have n- you know nothing about what you're talking about. But you want us to be held hostage by your lack of wisdom in this area. We have eradicated polio and mumps, mumps and rubella. And yellow fever and tuberculosis and typhoid from the world because of what? Say it. Vaccines. Say it one more time. Vaccines. Many of you who are demonstrating against vaccines and mask mandates grew up in a day and time when you had to be vaccinated against these things I just described to go to school. And your parents made you do it. And now here you are. Look at you with the privilege. But you know what you call yourselves? Christians. You're not ready. You are not ready at all. Because there are people who are dying from this pandemic. They're dying from this virus. This is not made up. You thought this was something that the political system in America made up for America, didn't you? Do you watch the news? Oh, I forgot. That's fake news. So you didn't see the news updates even on the Facebook pages you go into where this was happening in other countries? So they made it up to happen in other countries as well? Just look at you. I'm a firm believer that your ancestors and mine are rolling in their graves with the kind of information and technology we have today to improve our lives and make our world a better place. Instead, what do we do with it? We take it and waste it and demonstrate against stuff that we shouldn't be demonstrating against. All we have to do is to come together, my brothers and sisters, and embrace the fact that we're all in this together. We're all breathing the same air. The same virus is running around in the same air, in the water. It's in everything. If we all come together, then quickly we can wipe it out with all the technology, with all the stuff that we have. Come on, brothers and sisters, let's get together and get ready. Jesus is going to come back. What kind of world is he going to come back? What, What is he coming back to? He told us right here, go have some wisdom. All this story is telling us is to be wise and to be prepared. Be prepared for whatever God is going to say to you. For somebody listening today, you might be hearing God is about to give you instructions. How are you going to hear the instructions? You might not want to get it, but be prepared anyhow. So what if it doesn't happen in your lifetime? Still be prepared. You're not necessarily waiting for God to come. But what if it is your turn to go meet your maker? Will you be prepared? I'm a preacher. So I've been at the bedside of people who are dying. And I can't begin to tell you that that is the time when suddenly people realize that, oh my God, I'm exiting this world. Oh my God, what is it going to be like? That is not the time, my friends, to do it. It's to live your life out first. Live your life before live your life. Oh, yes, it's not going to be easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy. In fact, you all know by now, if it's too easy, it isn't any good for you. That's why drugs is easy. Drugs promises you a quick escape, but you pay a lifetime for it. Anything that is easy is never good for any of us. Well, I don't understand. Sometimes I, I, as a person, I sit back and I'm wondering if are we reading the same scriptures? I look at some of you who are my brothers and sisters in the faith and I'm wondering, which Bible are you reading? Do you really read the scriptures? Because right here, Jesus told them. Clearly, he gave them a story that still rebels today. It still today is resonating with the rest of us. Are you prepared? So I made some notes. And I want to give you a few notes that I have made. Listen to this. The foolish ones had the same command. Get ready everybody got the same command. This is the difference. There were 10 virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. Everybody got the same command, but the foolish ones chose to ignore it. We're in a day and time right now where we're telling everybody we need to pay attention to what is going on around us. And we are not listening. And some of us are listening and some are not, right? The, the story also tells us that we need to keep our eyes on the prize. We need to keep ourselves in a moment of readiness. And God will close the door to those who are not ready. Those who are prepared for God and those who are not. Get ready and stay ready. You heard that. Get ready and stay ready because you don't know when the day or time will come. God gives you a plan to do something. What do you do with that plan? Do you sit there And hover over the plan and work the plan because you don't know when he's going to say now move sometimes success comes not because of lack of opportunity but success comes to those who are prepared so God tells you to do something what are you gonna do you're just gonna sit there look at us we live in the best country in the world between here and Canada we have good countries here. We have good constitutional systems that give us freedom and autonomy. And you want to throw this away because of a mask mandate that is life-saving. Get ready, my friends. We're not listening. We don't know what's going to happen. Tomorrow morning, we could wake up and hear that Russia has invaded Ukraine. What if he invades Ukraine? Is he going to stop in Ukraine? He's going to go on to Romania. He's going to go back onto the Czech with che- the former Czech Republic that has broken up into so many little countries now and then is that going to stop him he's just going to continue marching are you ready i am sure the people who live in continental europe right now live on the continent are worried as they should be but where were the christians who were supposed to be preaching this gospel and telling the people to be prepared and be ready where were the Christians who were supposed to be advising the politicians? God didn't tell you to go in bed with the politicians and go get caught up in their mess. God told you as an emissary to go sit there with them and tell them what well, thus say the Lord. Be their spiritual guide. Show them the gospel. Tell them how to read the Bible. Tell them what this is what the Lord would say This and pray with them. That's what our goal is. That's what we're supposed to do. Not high to fighty and toiting and jumping in and out of room. With them and commiserating, that's not our role. And now the whole thing is messed up. And who is our guide? My friends, we need to be ready and stay ready. If God has given you a plan, the only way it's going to be executed is if you are ready, and be ready and stay prepared. They remember the story. There were ten. Don't be one of the ones who are foolish. You have all the knowledge. You have all the capabilities. You have all the access, but yet you still have not met your success because you simply weren't ready. Don't let that happen to you. This is Harriet Kemak. Thank you so much for watching. Be blessed, everybody.